now we're in this whole new spectrum of space where Forbes is literally saying like 2024 is going to be affiliate marketing is going to be the number one career. Like even all the major companies like Nike or any major company that would come to mind is doing affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is booming like never before. How much time is it going to take you to start acting like a business owner? How long is it going to take you to get out of your own way and do the things of what a successful business owner does? And as soon as you start doing those, it's not going to take very long of you doing that consistently before you're going to start to see results because there's no, it's the law. Welcome back to another episode of Abundance on Tap, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Alex Corey. My co-host, Ashley DeMarco, is enjoying some pre-Christmas, well-deserved, sunny beach time with your family in Mexico. We started this podcast simply to catalog the expansive journeys and personal transformation and just radical life changes that happen when people make a single decision. The decision that our guest Laura Rice made, which was to take full radical responsibility of her health and of her future career path. She is the founder of one of the fastest growing business entrepreneurial groups in our space in Opportunity. And LaPrentice Demon, who we've had on previously, was is also uh, in that group with me. We go through in this podcast, just the reflection of financial success on personal development, on health, on investing in people, in affiliate marketing, and all of those things, and just how to be, um, how to carry yourself forward by taking radical responsibility in a nutshell. And I learned a ton from this podcast, and uh, hopefully, Laura will inspire you to take radical responsibility for your own life. We're coming up on Christmas and New Year's, and a lot of people will decide to make some major change in their life, either for uh, business, entrepreneurship, or for health. And that's why I love this opportunity and this and the products that we have so much is they're aligned with literally all of the things I care about, health and entrepreneurship combined. Yeah, we've been trying to do this for, for a while and business systems making time for people to connect finally. I've never gotten your your full story and I'm in, um, you host the biggest or fastest growing business entrepreneurial group in our space. Is that correct? I think you just put up a good amount of numbers. If you could just introduce yourself briefly and um, how you came into business at all. Yeah. So this goes all the way back to me really loving music. And I was, I've always played instruments growing up and I lived in a really small town and it was state funded for me to play in the band and pick an instrument. And I got to use a school instrument and it was like, I went through those instruments pretty quickly in our little small town orchestra. Right. And so when I went on Throughout my journey, I moved to New York City and I was a DJ and I was loving production and I started working on radio stations and DJing in nightclubs and was ready to start my own DJ company and was always business minded, right? At this point, even moving to New York, I had co-managed a car auction, co-owned brick and mortar car auction with another gentleman who was in the car auction industry long before me, older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And I saw a business opportunity there. I took it, I became their GM and we went on from there, right? Fast forward, realizing I was 24 years old working 80 hours a week. I was like, enough's enough. I really need to enjoy myself. I'm working myself to the bone already. And what do I love? And my friend kept asking me like, what do you love? I'm moving to New York City for poetry and all these things. And there was a DJ school there. So that's how I ended up going there. And I was like, I can teach here. I could, I could like get into this. And fast forward, I was able to TA there and also work for their program where we were in stores and DJing and Macy's and different places like that. So it was a lot of fun. But eventually I realized that there were people in the same nightclub that I was working in who were cocktail waitresses that were having upwards of $10,000 nights in New York City. And I was like, wow, that's more money than I could make even running my DJ company. And at this point, you know, I'm a 120 pound girl lugging 150 pound coffins through nightclubs and hoping someone will help me and different things like that. And it's like, 
I realized pretty quickly running a DJ company, like you got to outsource a lot and you really got to be down in it at first to make all the connections and all these different things. And I was like, you know, I could do the work here, but what am I really building myself for in the long term? Mm. These girls are working one night a week, making $10,000 a week, 30, $40,000 months. What's going on here? And what I realized pretty quickly, because I had learned from the car game that the higher ticket item you sell, the higher commission you get. So it was like, oh, okay, cool. So I really had wanted to work in the online space forever because who doesn't have anxiety about going to work? I don't know. I don't know what kind of person, like you must really love your job. I don't know. It would always get to me over time, the Monday through Friday, nine to five, or even working in nightclub industry where it was like, you got your time back because you could do a $10,000 shift, right? But essentially it was like, you're still working overnight. You're still on your feet all night. You still can barely walk when you leave kind of thing. It's like, it takes a toll on your body. It's not healthy. And where are you going long-term? You're going to be a waitress forever. And so it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I moved into nightclub management. I realized the money was way less there. So I came back down and I was like, what am I going to do high ticket? And at this point online, you know, 10 years had passed of me doing all this service industry stuff. And online I had dabbled in protein powders and all of these different products, essential oils and like all these things. And I was like, I can get little checks doing this. This is so cool. And it was really just affiliate marketing. And it was the beginning of affiliate marketing. I feel like it's like, you know, because we come back in the day, I'm almost, I'm almost 40 now. I'll just put it out there. But I remember, (laughs) thank you very much. But going all the way back to the beginning of Instagram, just being a photo, MySpace, right? Affiliate marketing really started with like these little things like people selling courses was pretty fresh a few years back, you know, and now we're in this whole new spectrum of space where Forbes is literally saying like 2024 is going to be affiliate marketing is going to be the number one career. Like even all the major companies like Nike or any major company that would come to mind is doing affiliate marketing. Right. Um, And it's a lot of brand awareness. Like when you see a Coca-Cola commercial, right. It's not somebody being like, Ooh, Coca-Cola, this is how much it costs, whatever. It's like a bear drinking a Coca-Cola. It's a brand awareness. So there's a lot of things happening in the digital marketing space that are more brand oriented than they are product oriented. Affiliate marketing is booming like never before. And imagine that me working those jobs, I had got myself pretty sick working overnight shifts and staying up late at night. And I was chronically dehydrated and I actually landed in the ER on my way to work. I was three stories down in the subway. And I remember I was feeling pretty, like something wasn't right. And I was like, Hmm, I really don't feel that great. You know? And I turned to the woman next to me and I said, I think I'm going to need you to help me. Cause I felt like I might pass out. And I remember she got up and she walked away and I was like, Oh no. I'm going to pass out. And I, and the next thing I knew I was being carried up three flights of stairs and landed in an ER room. Thank goodness. Very nice. Kind woman. Yeah. New Yorkers are actually nicer than they are, people. Yeah. yeah. I think I probably scared the woman when I said something to her, but you know, I, I realized pretty quickly that chronic dehydration was real. And I actually got the product for that reason, because I was in and out of the ER getting IVs passing out. And I was like, Oh, I want my body to be hydrated and stable. I've always been athletic. I've, I considered myself the healthiest I'd ever been when I got dehydrated. Yep. I guess I'd always been dehydrated, but chronically dehydrated to the point my body was like no more. Um, and I kept showing my all the different little naturopaths and doctors and all these different people, even in the ER, I'd be like, look at my recycling bin. <laughs> like I'm drinking water. This is not dehydration. Right. So my friend introduced me to the product and that's what I bought it for. And I remember mm. she had said to me, like, you're really great at sales. You're going to love this. This is high ticket sales. And I was like, no, I make great money. I already make a quarter million a year waitressing. I don't need to sell water. Right. But it's what got me back to work. I had taken about a month off because I really needed to, I got my shifts covered and I was like, I need to get my body to the point where I'm not passing out. And I stopped exercising. I was exercising pretty regularly and I cut a lot of things out of my life. I really wasn't even leaving my house. I was just resting. I was like, I just need to get my body back to 100%. And during that time, I decided to get the machine. Mm -hmm. First drink, the first drink of water that I took, my whole scalp got chills. And the back of my neck got chills. And I was like, I've never had chills on my scalp. That for me was like, what's happening here? And it, what I came to learn was that your brain is 85% water and that Kangen water actually surpasses the blood brain barrier. And I probably experienced a realm of hydration that I hadn't for a very long time. Um, so 
that's how I had the product in my home. But fast forward, me being in my nightclub job, working March Madness and just really making that money and feeling great. COVID happens. Boom. Shuts the whole club down. And from there, you know, it was kind of like, oh, what do we do now? We wait for us to reopen. And I went right home at that point, because when I went back to work with my water, over 40 people bought machines for me just from me in between the time of me getting my machine in November to the time of me in March leaving my job, 40 people from my job had wanted the machine and got the machine. So when I went home from COVID, I was like, I got a business here. And I'm ready to work my business. And this is what I want. This is what I've always wanted. I've always been working online. I'm going to channel it into high ticket. And I went pretty hard. And I've gone pretty hard for several years now. And that's how I built such an incredible team is just the journey of consistent. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting the procrastination vibe from your stories. I'm definitely Mm -hmm. getting type A. Very, uh. Yeah, clear vision and uh, just barreling forward. And yeah, that's what it, it feels like in in our networking group is just very clear visions and clear steps and a ton of support. That's that's the thing I think that stands out in because I'm in a ton of groups because um, I've I'm a new ish entrepreneur and I'm also new to sales. I've been in tech for a good amount of my professional career and, and fix it kind of. And then health is the, I've always been a health nerd, but last five years has been my transition into professional health and the support whenever you're in a business world is the most important thing. And a lot of people like me just try to do it themselves. And it's, you fall right back into eight hours a week trap and you get burned out and you're probably not making as much money as you want to initially and feels overwhelming, which is why plenty of entrepreneurs quit or go back to whatever job they had. So I really appreciate the breadth of, of support in the group that you've created. Yeah, absolutely. You're a big part of that, Mike. I just want to commend you as well as a leader too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely the, uh, me and LaPrentice who I've had on a couple of episodes ago, we're, we're definitely the nerds. (laughs) We, We just love the, like the data crunching and the, uh, the more tech stuff that some of the more experiential people who they're just getting in or they're um, they just, the brains work differently. We're definitely the, uh, well, my girlfriend would say prove it uh, sort of people. So, but that's the certification side and the um, not everyone likes that side, but we happen to like the the hard side of it. But yeah, I appreciate that. Were your, were your goals where did health fit into the business goals or did they, were they always separate, like the personal development side and the health side? Yeah. So like I said, I, I got the product really for my health. Right. Right. But also there was a whole other aspect of that, that I didn't realize I was going to be approaching. Like they always say, you know, your business is like your personal development plan and like your personal development. It's like with personal development plan with compensation in a sense, right? but your personal development plan is not going to exceed your compensation. And so that's why they always say like, ultimately starting a business is really addressing yourself as a person and like, how consistent are you? And, you know, we all get into the business to not have a boss right? and to control our pay and all these things. Right. And we're like, we're tired of that nine to five and someone capping my income and owning my time. And like, we're done with that. But when you come over to the other side of that, what's there waiting for you is, How responsible are you? How productive are you? Can you manage your time? Are you consistent? Can you handle all avenues of business, right? Because ultimately it's not just, um, it's not just a simple thing to be a business owner. So that's something that it's kind of like, we're stepping into our full power here. Um, And I, I always want to go back to like what you had mentioned when people say like, oh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that like fall out of this because they don't have that, right? That's ultimately what it comes down to. And I always tell people like, I can open the doorway for you. I can give you the best products. I can give you the best systems. I can do all the best things for you in business. And I can completely open this doorway for you, but it's going to be all up to you. And it's going to be completely, this is not overnight success. This is not any of those things. This is me teaching you how to be a digital marketer, which there's a lot of success in that industry. And we are really paired with a couple other industries that are booming right now, but it's going to take you. 
And I think really being forward with people in that way and like giving them full accountability for their business has probably been something that's been so helpful for me and my team too, right? Like giving them proper tools, but then giving them proper accountability on what this looks like. Um, but I'm sorry, I, I failed at the question. What, no, that's okay. That was, that was the same flavor. So it, I was trying to get at, there's a, a state change, like a mental state change whenever someone dis, like I always try to go for and look for the things that keep people before the accountability and the discipline and the self-trust and the, all of that is built, solidified and people trust themselves. I always look for health coaching. That's my main thing. So I always look for that, Mm -hmm. like how to keep that initial excitement in that state change when you make a decision, right? Usually there's a big amplitude of emotion when you make a decision that Mm -hmm. big. What have you found in yourself or just people you've mentored to help them keep the level of commitment to that state change, to that decision? What what are Mm -hmm. the actual things to bring them back there? Yeah. Do you want to succeed? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because ultimately that's what it's going to come down to. Right. So it's, if they want to kind of like take the space and the time where it's like, I only do this when I'm motivated, we're probably not going to get anywhere. So for me, it's like, I need you to know (laughs) that I'm not motivated every single day. I started this business for freedom. Right. And now I've grown an empire. So now it's like, well, you're, you're a mentor and you're a leader and you, you can't have the kind of freedom that you initially envisioned for a little while until you build leader of leaders, right? Like people who can lead with you. And so essentially duplicating myself and then giving myself that rest and relaxation and knowing the bigger vision is what keeps me continuously moving through my business. So that's why we always have people write down your 25 reasons why, because it's like, if you go back to those, I can guarantee you, if you quit this business, you're not going to go and find something that's going to help you with those 25 reasons why. So you're making a choice when you decide that, Hey, I'm not going to work this business because I'm not motivated. And I came in with this high level of feelings. I was sparked up. Right. And I was motivated then your success is not based on what you do when you're motivated. It's based on what you do when you're not motivated. And ultimately I, my people know because I'm showing up on Monday and I'm just hitting them hard with some form of topic or training. And then on Thursday, I'm covering all their conversations and how we handle our high ticket sales and really moving them through that process time and time and time again. I'm I'm literally making them show up every three days and then every day in the chat. Right. So it's like, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. We show up regardless of life regardless of what happened on your last sale, whether you closed it or not, whether you have 15 people who told you no, we're here for this, right? And that's ultimately what it takes to generate a high ticket sales team that's really successful is a different level of mentorship. And Mm. so, like I always say, you know, it's great for us to like open the door, but then I need them to do the rest. But also it's not just, hey, I open the door and you do the rest. It's I'm going to guide you every step of the way and I'm going to hold you accountable every step of the way. Like, are you doing what it takes? Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to let you go back into doubt because keep in mind when somebody makes a decision that, hey, I, you know, I invested in this business and I'm not sure it's going to work is really like their thing because they haven't seen the success yet. Right. They're looking for every reason to validate why it's not going to work. I did this real and I didn't get enough followers. I had somebody I messaged and they don't want to get on a call or I had this happen or that happen. And it's like, we are going to have that. And there's a whole concept go for no. You want to put a bunch of people in the top of your funnel and see who comes out the bottom. Right. And so that takes a different kind of personality. Somebody who can take no's is that's a different kind of personality. And usually people have a mindset belief about money. So I'm like, let's just be real. The majority of people are living in this cog of like, you know, I can't invest in myself because I don't have the money, which is the exact reason why you need to invest in yourself. Or once they've invested in themselves and they're like, I can't sell that to people because they still have the limited mind belief about it. So bringing this connection to people a level of mentorship in business isn't mm. just high ticket sales training. It's also that mindset part, right? So we're talking about how your personal development can't really surpass your compensation because you have to really be there mentally. And a lot of people do choose to work with us because of our presence, because of who we are, because of the energy that we're coming forth with and me bringing that energy to my team regularly and making them show up with the same kind of energy is what's created us to have that momentum. We always yeah. say, get the boulder rolling downhill. 
that's a fantastic way to put that. The one thing that I've I've asked a number of people who have been successful, what made them say yes? And it in some flavor or another, it was when they got on a call with their you know, to be mentor and maybe on a three-way call with their mentor's mentor, however it works. And it was some sort of presence in someone's eyes, like a level of joy or just life there, a spark or just the energy that they were talking with. And they're like, I want that. Yeah. Yep. That's tends to be the the deciding factors. People want to have that level of, of aliveness. Yep. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. a cultivated thing for sure. Um, I'm very curious, what is the biggest form of self-sabotage you've seen? Because I deal mm-hmm. with this all the time personally, but it's it's one of those, th- or are there a couple that are just like massive ones? Other, so we went over self-limiting beliefs about money. Are there any other like really big ones that are super common that you mm-hmm. notice? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it's a bunch of different things, but it ultimately all pulls down into one of the same things, which is really a lack of self-awareness and this is the part that kind of gets me a little bit because my people that come on the call (laughs) this is crazy because i've been doing this business for a while but it's like after a while it's not about the checks right you have so many stacks of checks you're like great this is awesome i'm making money i'm building a team this is awesome but it comes down to like when you look at somebody and this is what you're just talking about this is exactly what you're just talking about when you look at somebody as their highest self you might be the first person to ever believe in them like that. You might be the first person to ever see them for what their potential truly is. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but everybody should. The likelihood that we exist is like one in a 14 trillion, like the likelihood that we exist and what we are made of, the stardust in this world where we get to go and like, boom, shoot our shot. like you're looking at someone with the ability that you know they could be successful. And mainly I get to look at people with that ability because, downright because of this high ticket compensation plan. And I know that it could work for anybody and I know that it can change anybody's life because I've seen it time and time again, right? So I get to look at them like that because of this gift of this business. But getting to do that time and time again, you start to realize that like, these people believe in your ability to take them where they need to go. Mm. And you really are just that vessel to be like, here you go. This is how we do it. And this is what it is. And you're really just set up for life. And like God has this abundance intended for you. Mm. And that is what it comes down to is like, that's what we do ultimately is help people overcome these hurdles to realize what they're capable of. And like you said, sometimes it's just a feeling they look at you on the call and they're like, this person knows more of what I'm capable then of than anybody else ever has in my life. Right. They see me and that is what changes lives. That's what changes lives is seeing people, not selling products, not starting businesses, not any of those things. Like, yes, we're blessed with all of that, but it first and foremost starts with like, I see you. I know what you're capable of. I'm proud of you. I can see all of your strengths. I can see how this business would be really great for you. And I know everything that this could do for you. So like, I'm really excited to get you going. And like, who's going to look at me and say, "Mm, I don't think she's going to get me there. Right. So that's the part is the biggest self-sabotage is a lack of knowing one's own true worth. Mm. Because when you realize that hey, I have the potential to change lives. And I've been given that ability through this business. Like I said, my gift is the business. Like that's why I get to do what I do, which means that anybody in this business can do that, right? And you see some of our top leaders, they talk about just being like more just kind to people and of service to people. And that's what's got them where they're at. And it's like, ultimately that's truly what we're doing. You wouldn't believe how many calls I do with people who are not, necessarily in the financial place to start their business but because i believe in them so much they go and they do whatever they need to do to get their business started right and so it's like believe in people empower them help them know that no it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world to go start a high ticket business you're probably the first person to do it in your family you know but it's ultimately going to take one person making a good decision to change the cycle and you're going to be that person so 
that's really how we have to see people so that they can see themselves. Yeah, that was well put. And I, there's a piece in there that spoke to me. I have like a weird little savior complex that I'm trying to get out of. Uh, and so I have a, like a financial program that I try to give to people for the, the obvious financial question that's going to come up. And you just mimic something that my, uh, my girlfriend and partner said, which was, um, stop trying to take responsibility for other people and let them be fully autonomous. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that hurts. <laughs> so which ba yeah. basically meant stop trying to save them. As in, if someone wants something, let them take full responsibility because mm -hmm. then the success will be fully theirs as well. So it, yeah, yes. it was, it, yeah. People find a way if someone really wants mm -hmm. something and they see, see the mm -hmm. actual potential in the future, then people will always find a way. And then it, it tastes so much richer whenever they get there. Cause it was yeah. theirs. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's no other way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's like nothing, we can't do it any other way because if I could just be like, Oh, here's a whole business for you. Like yeah. we'd be doing it that way. Right. But people right. don't take action when there's no stakes. Right. And so that's the part where it's like, no, you really got to do the work. And if you're, if you're just complaining all the time about what you don't have to start your business, like you're probably not going to run a very good business because your perspective is always mm. negativity and lack. And you're probably going to try anything in this business. not going to work because you're just negativity and lack. And, yeah. you know, that's all you see. So that's all you manifest. And so the bottom line is just like the law of gravity. We wouldn't get it on here on this Zoom and I'd be floating along my ceiling. And and for you to just assume like, oh, normal, what? we know the law of gravity. Okay. We know the law of frequency. We know how this works. And ultimately, if I see somebody who's sitting there pretty negative and pretty not able to take accountability for their situation, then I know it's like, hey, I've given you these options. These are your best options right now. And and always in our business, when we're helping someone get their financing, their everything finances in, in order, right? A good mm -hmm. credit score, different things like that, making sure that everything's taken care of in order for you to run a proper high ticket business. And it, things don't have to be perfect for you, but they have to be in a certain order, right? So it's like, we want to help you get your stuff in order, which even if you didn't invest in your business is something you need to do for your life, right? So it's like, get yourself situated in life. Like, I know you want to make change. This is how you're going to be able to do it and contact me as soon as you get that done, right? And then it's kind of one of those things where it's like, they appreciate the guidance. It's not, we're not here to like be people's therapists or take complaints or like encourage them to start a business. Matter of fact, I can't even help everybody. Right. Okay. And I think that's one of the biggest awarenesses is like, I can't help everybody. So um, just knowing it's not even about like, oh, numbers, I can't help everybody. No, not everybody is ready for this business. Not everybody's in a position mentally or physically or emotionally or whatever it is that they feel that they could handle this business. And and so I have to assess that first and foremost to see if this is a good fit for people. And yeah. And I think when people realize that like, this opportunity is so great. And if it fits with me and I'm able to take it, like lucky me, I don't know about you, but I feel lucky all the time where I'm like, I'm in the best business ever. I'm living my dream life out here in the islands. I make money from the mailbox. Like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm living my dream yeah. and it's worth it at the end. It's worth it for all of those things. And, and looking at it now, I'm like all those little things that we have to go through or figure out it's all worth it, you know? And if those people don't do that, they don't take action and they don't figure it out on their end. It's like, you're never going to get through the whole lineup of things you have to figure out in the end. That's just number one, just like women who get on in there. Like my husband says no. And like, right. he's not going to let me do this. First of all, I'm not getting on the call with anyone solo like that, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I see that, Hey, are you going to let this affect you? Mm -hmm. Is this a decision that you're going to make? on your own? Or are you going to let this affect you? Are you financially going to say, oh, I'm going to let finances stop me? Or are you going to move forward and progress in your life? Right? That tells me right away whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And if you're, if you're not, that's okay. Not everyone can be an entrepreneur in the world, right? Sometimes I go to my restaurant and I'm like, I'm so grateful for these people. So grateful for what they do. I'm so grateful for everything that this is their passion. And this is the tradition they've carried right. on. Not everybody's going to work online, right? But if you want it, you can have it. You just have to be creative and resourceful and make where there's a will, there's a way. They don't say that for nothing. Yeah. I used to think that everyone was, had the same mentality that I did and that um, I came to realize very quickly, got a reality check that no, some people really like 
having a consistent thing to drive to in the morning and seeing the same. Some people mm-hmm. really are kind of built for that and just extract yeah. so much joy from the, I mean, it's still a network and there's personal impact. Not everyone wants to work online and have mm-hmm. the level of autonomy and responsibility. Some people are here to experience joy in other ways. Yeah. It took right. a little bit to, to get that. Yeah, for sure. What is the, and the, uh, when you're speaking, it triggered a, one of the last calls I had where basically, um, I've got some software where someone, by the time they get on a call, they know everything. And it's just a, is it real thing? And the, the mentality of the amount of work that you have to put in the software and automation promises basically that you don't have to build everything from scratch for three years like most right. people do. It doesn't have to be purely organic. There's almost like, you know, carbon copy done for you. And people are like, there's something weird about this. Um, it feels too easy if what you're telling me is true. And then I go, it feels too easy because you haven't put in the like 40 hours or whatever of work, but you're still going to have to do the personal development, which is going to feel overwhelming at first like you said it's you don't get away from that you don't have success until you catch up in that area so my whole new thing with since this is like the easiest business model ever it's like the most comprehensive there's so much flexibility and so much leverage in it it almost comes down to like we we're talking about before the call systems like how how can you manage yourself what are you organizing how can you be productive so that you can get your time back, right? Because that's usually the promise is eventually you can get your time back. How quickly can you get your time back? What have you found for sort of how to work through your day? And, you know, because you built a massive network, how do you stay (laughs) sane during your day and keep track of everything while providing the amount of value that you do? It's a good question. (laughs) And sometimes I question myself, like, am I too much on my plate? But it's, uh, I will say this, I just keep moving, right? And it's like, do I have a perfect system? No, I don't, but I'll go a little bit more in depth with that. But I'll, I'll tell you guys like exactly how everybody feels, that feeling's not gone for me, right? So that level of overwhelm where it's like, I got so much on my plate, so much is happening. I have to delegate tasks all the time. I have to tell people, reach out to this person, reach out to this person to teach them how to fish rather than just giving them fish all the time, right? So that has been happening a lot lately where, the delegation is what's been saving me men- mentally is creating leaders of leaders, right? Because being able to manage a day like that with all of those people needing assistance and wanting your time and your energy and different things like that is like, I have to teach people how to go out and catch their own fish yeah. versus just giving them fish. A lot of the time, I just want to give people the answer. And it's like, I can't do that. I have to teach you how to find the answer. And uh, that delegation has really helped me because it's helped them grow. And then there I see them. And it's almost like, I don't know if you guys, if anyone here raises children that listens to this podcast, but if you have an old kid, you'll see them do to the little kid what you do to them, right? And so it's kind of the same in our network. It's like, okay, awesome. I can train people how to do this and then they can relay it back to their team. And it's almost like in real time, as I'm learning something, I'm relaying to my team, they're relaying to theirs. And that has been really beneficial for our network in terms of mental capacity. But I want to say that every single day is one of those things where it's like, what's on the calendar. And at night I'm setting, you know, I sit here and I'm like, Hey Siri, set alarm 7am. Hey Siri, set alarm 8am. Hey Siri, set alarm 9am. And I go through the whole day. She's setting alarms for me now. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I have to have those systems of like, my alarms are set. I have to have all my appointments booked in advance. I have to have, I have to be able to look through my day beforehand and I'll message my mentees and I'll say like, okay, I've got these calls booked and like, tell me a little bit more about these people just to save me time and different things where I'm learning how to navigate my business stronger and stronger. And again, that comes from the tweaking, right? Where it's like, you know. Um, But I think a lot of people do want to hear me come on these calls or different places, this podcast here, and they want me to be like, you know what, my day is all in order. I have this really great morning routine. I want to shout out Chelsea Kawhi because she has an amazing journal by uh, Intelligent Change, I think it is called. I might have that name wrong. Um, But this company that's just really great and they 
do they work on productivity and things like that. And so I do use productivity tools. I do mm. use an hourglass. I do try to keep myself on track. I keep myself pretty mapped, you know? Um, and that's just not my personality. I never really liked that. I like the entrepreneurism. We wanted to get off the clock. Right. Yeah. So it was just something that I realized my team needs this, my systems need this, the business that I want to build, this is what it's going to entail. And this is how I'm going to have to do it. And I'm going to have to learn to navigate it. So it was what we're talking about. Remember those valleys that people go right. through and it's like, how did you go through it? That's basically what being a mentor is too. So you're learning to run your business and to mentor together. And eventually it becomes pretty seamless. Yeah. You know, once you've gotten through a couple of valleys, you're like, Oh, I got the hang of this. Yeah. What did, so time scheduling, um, or keeping yourself on track. What are some of the other, Alex Ramosi has a good, good bit about those valleys, sort of the, the step before you actually reach it where you just, I, I mean, it's kind of like the pit of despair for some people where they're just like, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be, but then you get out of it and you learn better systems and tools and new reinvigoration and hope. What are the other, um, some of the other big ones that were, were a challenge that people are going to hit probably other than just time management and scheduling and keeping yourself on track. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I want to, I want to say that that's like a whole category in itself, right? Time mm -hmm. management, making for sure that your, your DMOs are IPAs, right? Your daily method of operation is income producing activity. Like that's a whole category in itself yeah. of making for sure that you're open for business, that your social media shows a shop that's open for business, that you have business hours, that, you know, all your calls are scheduled, that you have your system set up, your Calendly, all these different, your calendar, all these different things, your lead tracker, your CRM. All those things we do in the first week, we're like, let's get that out of the way. Okay. So then we can get into figuring out how we're going to run this business, yeah. doing business strategy calls, different things like that. And sorry, I lost, I lost the question. What is so other than you named a bunch of them, right? So they're the daily things. Mm -hmm. What are the other major oh, things that yeah. people are going to have to go through or learn? Some of the other ones okay. that you don't expect when you're on the outside. Right. Okay. So and really, all of those things are important. I want to say that all of those things are important. And a lot of people are like, okay, she told me what to do. Now I'm going to go and do it. And it's like, and then people will come back to me like in a couple of weeks on our mentorship call. And they're like, I'm doing all these things. And like, it feels like this. And I'm like, great. Like that's data. That's great. Okay. So tell me more about that. Right. We're running a business here. So if you opened a business and you did a grand opening guy in the street and he was like, grand opening, grand opening, grand opening, and nobody came. Would you just be like, business is closed, shut her down. Like, yeah. that's it, right? It's like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to pivot. And so that's what I want to say is the number one thing. We're talking all these things. You and I are talking time management systems, like blah, 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 right? Being an entrepreneur means that you own your business. Yeah. And that means you need not, it doesn't matter. I could look at you and I could say, you know what, Alex, your business is really successful. Tell me what you've done. It doesn't mean it's going to work for me. Right. Right. So at the end of the day, it's taking that responsibility that I started a business. I started a business and I'm probably going to have to pivot a few times before I nail it. Because if I started it and it was just nailed, that's why it's too good to be true. And that's right. the part that people are feeling where it's like, this just seems like, well, I'm going to be so successful and boom, 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 boom. It's only going to be successful if you know how to pivot. So you might try something and be like, oh, Alex did this. Boom, 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 boom. And you'd be like, hmm, really like those results. So do you quit your business? Do you close down your business? Right. Or do you go over and say like, okay, that was successful for him because of this. Like what's successful for that? Okay. That's successful. Yeah. Let me try this. You know what? And the thing is in digital marketing right now, people are running million dollar businesses from every single platform. Okay. So whether it's YouTube with YouTube shorts, whether it's X, which AKA Twitter, whether it's threads, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, where TikTok, TikTok shops, like wherever you are, you're going to have to pivot a few times. Yeah. Okay. So you're not just going to get to pick one thing that works and, oh, it sounds so good and it works so well and all these things. And you're not just going to get one stab at it and be like, I nailed it. Like your shop's not open. Why would somebody want to come and come to your Mexican restaurant when down the street, right? you're gonna have to you're gonna have to nail this okay so <clears throat> that's the part where it's number one priority in this entire thing 
the number one tip and trick here in this business is the friends meme pivot when they're moving the couch. Like if I could tell anyone in this business to remember something as they move through things, it's to remember that scene. Like remember to pivot, baby. You're going to get that couch up the stairs. Trust me, you will. Trust me, you will. I didn't see nothing in you when I saw you. I know you're going to get it up there. It's having that belief and reinforcing it, you know? That's such a good analogy. I've helped so many people move and it's always the, how are we going to get this couch up and around the stairs? Such every time. Every time. Uh-huh. Every time. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> That's good. Um, what have been some of the unexpected joys that you've run into on, on your, yeah, your business <sighs> journey that you didn't see coming or no one told you about? I didn't know that my whole life was going to be all friends from the business, right? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know everyone was going to be like-minded and I was going to have a whole community. But most importantly, I will say this, most importantly, what I brought up before that's like tearjerker for me, that's like, whoa, like seeing somebody for who they truly are, that, that's like, that's a godly thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's a whole next level to give somebody that grace and to feel that way and believe in them and lend them your energy until they can believe in themselves. Like, Nobody told me when I, when I fell in love with this product and I believed in it so much. And I was like, wow, that is a high ticket product I could represent that I love. And I stand behind this company and who they are. And, and another joy learning about Mr. Oshiro and his mm. company and what he stands for and what he's done for Okinawa and Sadake and what he does for his distributors and the way he shoots Walmart down to hold us down so he can still take care of the families and the people. And the way he supports the Kongan babies and the way we all like work together and support one another. What business do you know that you're going to go and start and you're going to be able to go over to your competitor and be like, Hey, um, can you help me out? Yeah. <laughs> or even what business do you start that the person you bought the franchise from is going to help you? Right. It's like non-existence. So I, I just want to say that, you know, this, the unexpected joys have been the community, the way that I've gotten to help people the way that I got to step into this position of leadership that I always wanted to be in, that I always felt like, you know, I would get into management and different companies and it would be like, I don't even know what I'm representing here. Like I'm representing sales or I don't even know what. Now I have full power over my business to use it to empower people, to help them. I've helped so many people. I look at my stack of checks and I'm like, that's great. But like the stack of checks that I have landed in other people's homes is even bigger than mine. Yeah. And that's pretty cool to be able to say that you help employ communities right so that's that's ultimately you know you don't envision that when you start your business you don't envision helping families or like watching your friends quit their job like you never envision that and then it happens and you're like wow these people that I love like my closest friends are free from this business too and that, and it took me believing in myself and believing in them and for them to gain belief in themselves. And now they're helping other people. It's like a ripple effect, butterfly effect of positive energy and believing in one another and just like sharing light and sharing health, wealth, happiness. It's like, yeah. you don't expect that when you start your business. You really don't. You're like, oh, I'm just starting a business. I'm going to make money here. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that was yeah, so, so beautiful. There was a great little, uh, there was a TikTok. I don't remember. It might've been Luke Belmar, some young entrepreneur. And he was just going over Jeff Bezos' strategy and Amazon strategy. And it wasn't to sell things. He became filthy rich because he made other entrepreneurs filthy rich. So mm -hmm. that was the first time that affiliate marketing or network marketing actually clicked for me where I was like, oh, you're actually just investing in people. It mm -hmm. almost has nothing to do with the product. We just happen to have like the most aligned product. I've tried to get rid of this business mentally like three times and I keep going back to it because it's so aligned and it's so frustrating. Uh, yeah. Sometimes whenever I'm going through one of those valleys and it's just mm -hmm. yeah. not Pivot. working that month, but then I'm like, there's still nothing better that has the, and I'm a health coach. Like I get to see that joy in people, but it's still... Yeah, whenever you see other people succeed in so many different domains and level up, you're like, wow, okay, I it's hard to get away from this. This is right. pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about at all your evolution of any of the tech side of like, I never get to go into this with people and you probably appreciate that more so than most people. 
like any mm-hmm. of the systems or how has, have you gotten time back at all? How do you slowly get your time back? Yeah. So it's almost 2024. Well, we're less than a month away now yeah. and we're so blessed to live in this day and age. And there's tons of different things out there. Like I could just name a couple like Flowdesk, Zapier, Mini Chat, like all these different automation systems, right? Um, there's tons of different systems out there that can save you time. So you can have your initial messaging or you can outsource to a virtual assistant. I mean, that's so easy to do these days. And ultimately, when you get into higher echelons of mentorship in our business, that's ultimately what we're teaching people how to do is how to outsource, right? It's like, hey, you can have a whole sales team, like you really could go take three, four months off. And that's the part for people where it's like, that sounds too good to be true. And it's like, No, because this is all doable. And this is how people are doing business now. Like essentially, you don't really need to be the one running your ads, you could have an ads agency, you don't really need to be doing all these things. Matter of fact, you could do a lot more if you just invested and paid it out, right? So it's kind of like, people get overwhelmed by that. And they think they're just Mm going to come in this business, and they're just going to be able to do like a little something and they're going to that's going to work for them. And that's the part where I always say pivot is because You can't go from like when I came into this business or even when I was doing protein powders and essential oils, you can't go from that to this mentally, right? Where it's, you have to go through the process. It's not going to happen overnight. And so I always encourage people to know that that's going to happen because at first you're just going to learn how to post on social media. Like you're not going to be running ads, right? So we're going to need to get you there. And I don't want you questioning whether your business is going to be successful or not on your journey of entrepreneurship. It's like, if I looked at a flower that wasn't bloomed and I was like, well, that's not going to bloom, squash that, tear that out, get that out of here. It's like, you're really wasting a lot of things that could be good in the long run. And we all know that good things don't happen overnight, right? We all know that we have to, it's like the best things come with a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of work. That's what makes us appreciate them so much. That's the ebb and flow of this universe. But yeah, I, I just think uh, people kind of need that reality check mm-hmm. of this isn't going to be overnight. And this isn't going to be something that isn't hard for you. You're going to, your nervous system is not ready for all the things that you have to learn and you're going to get overwhelmed. And that's okay because I got overwhelmed too. It's like, if you went to Harvard University, (laughs) would you just be like, this is hard, I don't get it, right? No, you're learning the number one paid profession in the world right now, and you're your own personal business owner. So it's taking radical responsibility. That's my number one thing every single time. Yeah. Wow, okay, that was good. What did we miss that, or did we miss anything? What would you like to leave with people for some, some impact? Yeah, for sure. So a lot of the times people will ask me like, you know, going back to the beginning of your business, what would you do differently? Right. Or like, what tips would you give to people who are first starting this business? And it's got to come from in here. If it doesn't come from in here, it doesn't matter who your mentor is. That's it. Bottom line is you have to start with you with your decision to make change in your life. And you have to be self-motivated to know this is probably going to be hard. This there's going to be times that I want to quit and I'm going to have to be consistent past, right? This is like getting a financial six pack. Okay. This is like a lot of people get close, but they don't quite get there. Right. Or it's like, Oh, I kind of got there and I did that for six months and that's too tiresome. And I got to go back. It's like, you're going to have to really do the work. And that means that you're going to have to channel something deeper than today, than your current feelings, than something like that. And they always call it your why, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, if I could tell you guys that financially, my, I was, I've definitely exceeded what has happened in my family prior, right? I grew up in a little shed with my dad. My mom's always worked in retail. We'll retire from Walmart, actually, God bless her and all of her hard work. And it's one of those things that you look at that and it's like, my reason was always to have financial availability for my family. And I would always come back to that because I grew up without financial availability, right? So that's deeply rooted within me every single day. So whether I was motivated or not, I was going to culminate financial, I was going to have that freedom that was going to happen for me. Um, and I think that that's what it really comes down to it. It wasn't my mentor. I didn't have a present mentor. I didn't have any kind of systems when I came into this. I didn't have anything, 
that's not what's going to change the game for you. Matter of fact, if you come in this business with an active upline and you come in this business with systems or any kind of training or any kind of anything, you could do this business way faster than I did. Yeah. So that's the part where it's like that. Those aren't the things. The things are how much time is it going to take you to start acting like a business owner? Mm. How long is it going to take you to get out of your own way and do the things of what a successful business owner does? And as soon as you start doing those, it's not going to take very long of you doing that consistently before you're going to start to see results because there's no, it's the law. It's the law. If you're consistent with something, you will get there. So that's the, that's the part where I think people need to channel it back and stop worrying about you know, what their systems are and things like that. Yes, you need a good system. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't diminish that by any means. It took me a long time because I didn't have a mentor with the system. Yeah. Right. And so I want to say that's great to have, but I also want to say if your system's not working pivot and it's not going to work for everybody, there's, you know, I have multiple systems for my, yeah. my mentees to choose from and they get to work in their own systems and pivot and do different things. And it's flexible there. Um, and that's, that's how it's going to be. You know, it's not going to be one way for everybody that I work with that they find success that way. Just like you said, you and Laprentis, I mean, that's a guy who's got an incredible YouTube channel, right? He does, he does a great job on YouTube. There's going to be different people, different strokes for different folks. And heaven forbid I ever come in and diminish someone. If they said, you know, all I want to do is farm it, farmers market tables. And I said, Oh, that doesn't work. You're never going to make money that way. Like who knows, right? It's one of those things where it's like, we really have to encourage people to know that they have to tap into what their personal skill set is. And they don't, they're the only ones who know I could give them 15 ideas of what to do, but they have to know what's true to them. We have to follow their intuition. We have to follow what feels right. We have to keep in terms of mentorship and all of those different things. So I know I have to go. Where can people follow you or find you? So I am available on Instagram. This is Laura Rice. I'm also available on Facebook, Laura Rice. There's a lot of us. So you could search Laura Lane Rice to find me middle name. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So thank you so much for your time, Laura. Of course. I'm really excited to be here with you, Alex. And thank you for your time today and all of the stuff that you guys do here on this podcast. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a good call.